Good Friday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the Friday edition of the I Love Seville show. The program airs wherever you get your social media and podcasting content. We try to do the show from a local lens, but we're unafraid to weave um, national, if not global, topics into the show and then we just try to localize them. Um, one of those topics will be discussed today in the free speech, college campuses, college grounds, what is permitted, and what just goes way out of bounds. That topic on today's show, this past Tuesday, um, nearly every college and university president in the Commonwealth gathered at UVA to share ideas on this topic. Glenn Youngkin, the governor, was there as well. I'll give you a rundown of what we're going to talk about today. Um, we will chatter the listing of a pretty prominent building in town, and that's Common House. That's online. Um, Common House is a gorgeous building, 7,500 square foot right down the street from us. I mean, like a block and a half, two blocks from us on Market Street, adjacent to Brown's Lock and Safe um, don't worry, Common House not going anywhere. They will remain as a long-term tenant. Um, I've been in there many times, just completely remodeled in 2016. Absolutely gorgeous, a full-service restaurant, a couple of bars in there. There's an event space, a co-working space, a lounge. Um, pretty spectacular building from the outside and the inside. We'll talk about that on today's show. Let me know when you have those photos ready to go. Also on the program, we'll talk the statistic that came up on um, Real Talk this morning. Keith was d drilling down, Keith Smith was drilling down into Paragon. This caught me off guard. Year to date, so from January 1, 2023, until December 1, 2023. I mean, you got 11 months of data there. The houses that are existing construction, not new construction, only existing construction, single-family detached homes, roughly 250 units sold, half of them, all cash deals. Think about that. Really puts in perspective the wealth within the community. 850000 and up, existing construction, single-family detached. Roughly half of the homes were all cash deals and required no financing. I want to unpack that on today's show. I want to unpack a regional transportation system on today's show. If you want affordability or if you want more housing units in this area, you better figure out a way to make the transpo more robust and more reliable. And I don't think what the transportation system looks like for the future, if we're going to head in that direction, I don't think it looks anything like what we have today. We'll unpack that topic on today's program. The storage, prime storage on uh, 250 going up Pantops Mountain to Shadwell and Keswick. It's that climate-controlled storage building right next to Coors Brothers right next to Greg Bartleski State Farm. If you're going up Pantops, it's on the right-hand side. If you're going up to Keswick, that um, storage infrastructure 
is, is currently for lease. We'll highlight that on today's program. 5,500 square feet. I mean, it's ginormous um, of industrial space. We'll highlight that listing on the program. I want to talk Virginia basketball on the show. Judah wants to talk taxes. We'll also discuss if students and teachers should be punished for taking free speech entirely too far. Why don't we go to a two-shot first. Welcome, Judah Wickhauer, to the show. Is that a new zip-down sweater you're wearing right there? Is that, is that an Ann Wickhauer original? No, this is not new, and it's not an original. I don't think I've ever seen you wear that. Hmm. Have you worn that to work? I uh, couldn't say. I don't think you have. I've had it for I don't know how many years. I think that is new to uh, the I Love Seville show. Looking okay. sharp over there, uh, Judah Wickhauer. Uh, how about the photos of Common House and the listing? Do we have uh, those we can put on screen? And just a second. Okay, fantastic. Um, I'll give you the nitty-gritty. I find this intriguing. I find real estate intriguing. It's 206 West Market Street. Two of the best commercial brokers um, in the area, and Johnny Pritzloff and Jenny Stoner of Tallheimer have the listing. Um, 7,500 square feet. If If you haven't been inside Common House, you are missing just an incredibly, like, Elegant and, and beautifully remodeled. I mean, it's, it's, it's got pizzazz and sex appeal. It's beautiful. The various rooms have different personalities. I mean, no expense was paid. It was remodeled in 2016. It's, it's custom to the nines. There's a full-service restaurant inside. There's multiple bars, there's an event space, there's a co-working space, there's many lounge spaces. Common House has 1,200 plus members. Judas, you got the photos rotating? Uh, just, uh, I think they're in a format that we can't use. I'm working on it. Okay. All right. No problem. Um, the business is not going anywhere, so fear not. Um, it'll stay put with a long-term triple net lease. I do see some opportunity for an investor of any kind to jump in and potentially purchase this building. Heck, own a piece of downtown. You're right next to, I mean, you're at the entry point of downtown. Um, There is a lot of opportunity when it comes to commercial real estate right now. And I am one who is a glasses half full kind of guy and, and bullish on most things. I think this opportunity to get into office space is one that we'll look back on as being one of the best times to purchase in, in our generation or, heck, multiple generations. You're buying buildings at discounts in a lot of circumstances buildings that are afterthoughts in the present that have a bright future. They just need a little bit of TLC or some remodeling or some reimagining or some repositioning. And if folks are able to get some of these commercial buildings at a discount, and Judah's got the photos that are rotating in, if folks are able to get some of these buildings at a discount and reimagine their future, I think they're sitting on... um, 
fantastic upside and opportunity. So you rotate the photos. The lead of our show is the for sale nature of Common House on Market Street. The private club is not going anywhere. It's on a long-term triple net lease. And if someone wants a piece of downtown Charlottesville, this is a unique opportunity to buy an established piece of downtown Charlottesville with a tenant that's going to offset a lot of debt service for years to come. I think that is undoubtedly news uh, for this community. You've been inside? Yeah, I've been inside there once or twice. What'd you make of it? It's really nice. What struck you the most? Uh, well, at the time that I was in there, they were playing uh, some great jazz. I mean, oh, I like just, jazz. Yeah. It was, You're a Kenny G fan? Gary Palmer, the uh, yeah. commercial and uh, residential broker, um, watching the program from town. Uh, you'd have to reach out to uh, Johnny or Jenny on that one, Gary. No, uh, and, and I'm hesitant to say um, on, on, on the talk show. Reach out to them if you want to know the, uh, the price. Um, I'm, I'm sure they would be happy to, to, to share it with you, um, whether through uh, after an NDA has been signed or in, in a one-on-one setting. Um, but, I mean, Gary, Gary's a, a man about town. Um, I would not be surprised if, and I'll share, I'll share the uh, LoopNet link on screen uh, for those that are asking right now. I'll put it in the comments section of my personal Facebook page. Gary is calling Jenny now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Gary, I'll respond to your comment right now by sharing the LoopNet link. So you have a little uh, information to go on there. And I'll put it on the, uh, for those that are asking, on LinkedIn. The co-working aspect intrigues me. The restaurant aspect intrigues me. The rooftop deck intrigues me. J-Dubs. No doubt. I put it on LinkedIn. I'll put it on Twitter for those that are asking as well. I'm sharing the uh, LoopNet listing. Um, and, and speaking of that, there's opportunity to lease the uh, storage units on 250 going up Pantops Mountain. I'm sharing it on Twitter right now. Um, toward Keswick. It's prime storage right next to Coors Brothers and Greg Bartleski State Farm. Greg Bartliski is a great guy. You got large open warehouse storage space. I mean, the possibilities are very endless here. Storage and industrial space is uh, few and far between in this area. I've said many times on this program that a bar in the Keswick area would absolutely crush it. I'm not saying this is an opportunity to do one, but bar, brewery, that type of concept would do very, very well in that area because of the proximity to rooftops and and wealthy rooftops at that. Um, 
the listing agent for this one is an out-of-market agent. But I put that in the, the I Love Seville news cycle because I think those storage units could be pivoted. I mean, they're basically in a, a box right now. Could be pivoted or evolving or evolve into a number of things. Um, now, you wanted to talk taxes. I don't have that on the headlines, but I want to put that uh, topic in the, uh, on the agenda for today. I'm taken aback. Maybe taken aback is not the right word. I mean, I think Charlottesville and Almoral just know nothing more than raising taxes. But in a time when we clearly have economic vulnerability, both Charlottesville and Almoral County are saying, look, we're going to raise taxes. Charlottesville City and the County of Albemarle. You want to jump in with your take and I'll offer mine there, J-Dubs? I mean, it is a tough, it is a tough discussion. Uh, a lot of people can't afford more taxes right now, as we probably are, all know. Uh, but at the same time, if the, there are things that, that the city and the county want to do, and I think we agree for the most part that, uh, that we want the city and county and uh, county to do things, uh, fixing the sidewalks. Uh, there are other projects. I think, uh, um, I think, uh, Albemarle, is it Albemarle or Charlottesville? One of them wants to use the money for transportation. I think it's Charlottesville and, uh, yeah, Al- Charlottesville. Albemarle wants to use the money for, uh, for fixing up the schools. Yeah. And so, I mean, those, neither of those are are bad things, no. But uh, but at some point we have to say how much uh, how much can the uh, can the Charlottesville and Albemarle public bear? Yeah, well said. Um, we'll talk transportation on the show and what a regional transportation uh, system looks like. I don't think it looks like what we have now. I've hyperbolize the potential of a gondola system around the area. The likelihood of that is few and far between. It would be beautiful. It would be elegant. It would be efficient. It would connect much of the region, but the cost for a gondola system is obviously absurd. Um, I've brainstormed the possibility of utilizing existing uh, railway infrastructure, uh, the railroads that are rarely used, to improve transportation of some kind. Yeah, I was, uh, I don't even remember where it was, but I was going over a railroad not too long ago and wondering, does, oh, it's over by uh, uh, Preston. Uh, when you're between the, uh, the federal building and, and Bodo's. Oh, that one's, not, that one's not used at all. I know. That I one's uh, a forgotten track. afterthought. I was looking at the tracks and thinking, you know, I don't think there's a train that goes on these tracks at all. And what, what he's talking about is if you park in Bodo's on Preston along the tree line in the back parking lot, you'll see forgotten train tracks there. Yeah. I've talked about a regional transportation system that utilizes the Ribana Trail efficiently. Hmm. How would that work? <clears throat> I mean, the trail... You're talking about cleaning up the trail and making it easier for, uh, for Charlottesville residents to use? Yeah. Um, you get pushback from environmentalists, though, on electric bikes, vehicles, scooters, hmm. you know, 
anything motorized or electric of any kind on the trails. Are they currently not allowed? Mm. I don't have the exact answer to that. I see them on there. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine they're, they're does any Do any of the viewers and listeners know that? I mean, are electric scooters and bikes... I don't see how you would stop people. It's not are like, moped, are, like a mo, would a moped be allowed on there? I do not think they are. I have seen them on there. Yeah, I mean, I, how do you stop someone from bringing one on? I it's, don't think the future of the transportation or improved transportation is buses on our roads because that has failed miserably. Maybe mm-hmm. the future is one brand or one team instead of all these very splintered teams like Jaunt and uh, CTS and CAT. Uh, a lot of folks don't realize that Charlottesville City is actually the folks managing the Charlottesville school buses. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about all the various transportation brands you have here. You have the university bus drivers. You have Jaunt. You have uh, CAT. You've got uh, the school bus systems. There's so many. Yeah. Why not have one organize them and, and, and put them out there uh, more efficiently? That's a comic or the topic that's come up on the show quite often. Um, that's one of the ways to approve affordability. And a regional transportation system is going to have to go into the outer counties. It can't just focus on Charlottesville and Almora. Because Charlottesville and Almora, you can make an argument, is perhaps the area that is least in need for the transportation system because that's where the wealth is. You yeah. hear from Keith on Real Talk this morning that half of the homes, single-family detached, no new construction, Half of the homes that traded above $850,000 were all cash deals. There yeah. was 256, he said, and of those 256, 120 were all cash deals, 850000 and up. Wow. Albemarle County, single family detached, no new construction. That's a snapshot right there of the wealth. Yeah. The transportation systems need, or the transportation system, need to penetrate Fluvanna and Louisa and Green and Barbersville and Gordonsville to help whisk folks to the epicenter of employment, Charlottesville or Albarl, that are on the financial margin. Yeah, no doubt. Michael Pay knows that. You raise taxes. It seems... It seems minuscule. You know, you tell someone they, that they're going to raise taxes a penny, and it doesn't seem like that much. But, then but it's think, every year. Yeah. And it's on, and that's a penny on, like, every dollar you spend, right? Uh, sales tax. Yeah. Um, Deep Throat says this. The puzzling thing is that Charlottesville has a higher tax rate than Albemarle, even though Albemarle has to pay $14 million or so a year in revenue sharing to the city. The city has an incredibly low ratio of public school students to households, and schools are usually the number one cause for localities. We have a 0.25 per household. Albemarle is like 0.6, if he recalls. And Charlottesville has infrastructure savings because it is more dense. He also highlights the beautiful gondola system in Ecuador. Uh, is it Quito, Deep Throat? You cosmopolitan individual, you? 
And he says, as, for, as far as transportation goes, Seville City doesn't have one. I know, it's, it's so pitiful. I mean, I don't want to say pitiful, but it's... It's almost like lipstick on a pig. Have you guys had a conversation with somebody that relies on transportation, the current transportation system, to get around town? It's extremely difficult for folks that do not have a vehicle to rely on public transportation to get them to and from jobs on time. And have you also noticed that some of the bus stops, many of the bus stops around town, have no cover from sun or inclement weather? It's just a sign in the ground. Yeah. He says, if the idea is to reduce emissions, we need to replace long car trips. You need 15-minute headway buses with far-between stops that run down regional quarters to job centers like UVA and UVA Hospital. Bill McChesney and those Bodo's tracks, the mayor of McIntyre says, those tracks used to go from Preston Avenue parallel all the way to the Seville Coffee Building. He sees bikes and e-bikes using the Greenbelt Trail parallel to the John Warner Parkway all the time, even though there's a bike lane on John Warner. He says there are signs saying no bikes at the entry points. Thank you, Bill McChesney, for that. I see e-bikes and bikes uh, all the time. I've seen mopeds on the Rivanna Trail. Have you? When's the last time you've been on the Rivanna Trail? Uh, I've never really. I don't think I've ever really been on a significant portion of it. Um, you and Liza would love it. Philip Dow, welcome to the show in Scottsville. Well, we found a great little spot back. Uh, I don't know if it's actually part of Ravenna Trail, but it's. Uh, uh, I get a glimpse of uh, the John Warner Parkway. Uh, at the point where we jump on the uh, jump on the stream, and what do you guys do? No, we just uh, hang out at the stream. There's a little uh, little outlet over by uh, over the bottom of the uh, the park Park Street Hill, and uh, we hit that and take a short little trail back to uh, back to the stream. And there's some rocks where you can. Skip across the uh, the water. The rock skipping. What's your rock skipping record? Uh, this is more like walking across the rocks, but skipping rocks, I'd say, I don't know, last time I skipped a rock, I probably got a good six or seven hops out of it. Vanessa Park Hill watching the program in Earliesville. That's pretty impressive, Judah. Uh, Common House, just a, bit, just a real estate. The business is not going away, Vanessa. In fact, the, uh, if someone purchases the, uh, the property, and I, I'll give you a couple other facts of Common House being for sale at 206 West Market Street. 7,500 uh, square feet, um, 10 parking spaces, 0.10 acres. It would seem to be more. This is straight from the LoopNet listing. The building was built in 2000, and the building was built in 1913, but it was renovated in 2016. It's two stories. Class B, I thought it would be Class A, but it's Class B. Um, it's a, what do you think the common house building is assessed at? Total assessment, Judah. Oh, I, I mean, you have, I know you, this, you know. Just I haven't even seen the whole thing. Um, throw a guess out. $2.5 million? That's damn good. 2437000 Fantastic guess right there. 
<laughs> no kidding. Fantastic. I'm as surprised as everyone else out there. 2,437,900. Excellent, excellent work there, J-Dubs. Uh, Pritzloff and Stoner, two of the best, have the listing of Tallheimer, as I mentioned. The business is not going away. I'm emphasizing this multiple times on the show so there's no confusion. Um, whoever buys the building, Common House, the membership club, will remain on a long-term, fully triple-net lease. So if you purchase this, you offset some of the debt service, if you have to have any, with an established tenant. And this was Common House iteration number one. I believe Common House has locations now in um, Nashville hmm. and in Richmond. Can you get me that information? All affiliated affiliated to the same business? Yeah. They expanded. I believe it's now in Richmond. Has They have a club in Richmond, and then they have one in um, Nashville as well. Austin, ah, Deep Throat says Austin was discussing the gondola system as well. I mean, the gondola system would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, but I'm the looking one- at the link he sent from Fast Company on how urban gondolas grew from a tourist attraction to a viable transit option. I've been talking the gondola system for this area for over a decade. They be, they're kind of slow, though. No way, like, dude. The, I'm looking at this Teleferico one from uh, If you had a gondola... Ecuador, it, goes, it takes 20 minutes to go like a mile and a half. But as the crow fly, it goes as the crows fly. How long would it take you to get from... If you were driving from Keswick to downtown Charlottesville, in a car, you're talking about at drive-in, at drive-out, at peak, peak times, you're talking like 25, I mean, I make this trip, as you know, you're talking 25 minutes. But how, would, I mean, would you have one gondola? Where would you, you're, are you saying that everybody would have to go and park at a particular spot and catch the gondola? It'd be like a park and ride. I mean, I've seen how efficient they are on on ski slopes, right? It's a pipe dream right now. The cost of that would be... I have no idea what the cost of that would be. It's a pipe dream right now. Uh, we're, we are in agreement that what they're doing right now is not working. You, you give me that? In terms of... <coughs> they're not reliable or transportation? efficient. Transportation? And they're also like we're, we're, we're pumping our he- hands in the air as a city saying we want to be green and we want to not hurt the environment and we don't want to have all these bad emissions into the world. Uh, and then they're driving around empty buses around town in a lot of circumstances. It's the antithesis of what they're talking about. I see what you're getting at. But at the same time, a, a bus service is always going to have some, uh, some portion of that. It, there are going to be times the, – the thing is – for the people that use those buses, the buses need to be available. And so... I'm not saying replace the bus until a transportation system that's reliable is in place. There would be some overlap. But do you really think uh, a gondola system could replace a bus system? It's not nearly as robust in terms of where the places that it can, that it can stop and start. I'm spitballing on the gondola system. I know. I'm just uh, I'm, asking I'm literally questions. spitballing. No, I'm, the, the likelihood of a gondola system coming here anytime soon is few and far between. Common House has, uh, besides the two we know about, it has uh, Chattanooga Ooh. and <clears throat> and a New Orleans. Oh, okay. So Spot. Chattanooga, not Nashville. Charlottesville, Richmond, Chattanooga, New Orleans. Four 
Yeah. Impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, expansion right there for a common house. Started in Charlottesville. Very impressive. Um, why not? Would you, would you give me the rails? The underutilized railway system around here? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, imagine, though, the, um, the slowdown of traffic if, uh, if Preston was cut off, you know, four or five, ten times. I don't know how often a train would go, would go through there if it was uh, viable. But, you know, you're talking, about, you're talking about more places where traffic, traffic is going to come to a standstill while a train goes by. You think the future of transportation is cars or vehicles, automobiles? Uh, I don't think they're ever going to not be a part of the solution. I mean, you can't force people to ride bikes. You also can't force people to ride bikes in, you know, the middle of winter. Would we say the scooter and e-bikes has work? Have they worked? I think uh, people have used them. Have they been well-received? Has it been an effective way of remedying transportation locally? I'm not sure. Deep Throat many... says the max speed of a gondola is like 30 to 40 kilometers an hour. And he loves the idea of pantops to downtown. Pantops to downtown would crush. You just have them strategically positioned. It would not be for, you know, 30 stops. Yeah. You have like a pantops... You have right. like a 29 North. It's, a, it's an absolute pipe dream. I doubt it would happen. Uh, I'm hesitant to say this. In my lifetime, I hope I have a lot of years left. I think it would take a singular vision. Somebody would have to... Uh, Lead the charge. And it wouldn't just be gondolas. It would be somebody would have to come in with a, like, an absolute unit of a vision for for Charlottesville and or Albemarle. Yeah, be, you and know who that would be, right? UVA. Do we really want that? Do we want less vehicles on the road and more efficient travel and better and less emissions into the environment and people getting to places more efficiently and safely? John Blair watching the program. Sure, I'll get to John's comment. If John that, says, go ahead. If that involves uh, giving UVA the keys to everything, that's kind of scary. I mean, they're already... Don't they already have the keys to everything? I mean, the more they buy up, the less... Uh, put it this way, the more they buy up, the more one-cent tax raises we're going to have to have, right? What if, what if you said, what if someone... You know, UVA is obviously... And John Blair, I'm going to get to your comments here on the gondola system. He loves the idea. City Council and the Board of Supervisors have been pushing the, um, the payment in lieu of taxes for UVA, right? The pilot. Yeah. They're like, you're buying all this real estate. You're taking it off the tax rolls. You should be contributing. And UVA is like, no, we're contributing enough. We're driving the economy here. We're UVA. If we weren't here, this area would be nothing. So we don't need to do the payment in lieu of taxes. What if the concept was, instead of payment in lieu of taxes, Virginia, the university, helps develop this concept. John Blair on LinkedIn, I love the gondola idea. I'll tell you one route that would make sense, downtown Charlottesville to the old Kmart. God knows Stonefield and Holefields are always packed. I imagine that if you really did want to cut emissions, this would be a viable route. Thank you for that comment, John. We appreciate you. You had one on Pantops to downtown. 
you could have one on <coughs> 29 North Forest Lakes Holly Mead to downtown or UVA. So would downtown be the hub? And I think your two hubs are folks going out to uh, to various um, endpoints at the edges of Charlottesville and Albemarle. Your two hubs would be downtown and UVA. And then your your what you call them sp- spokes? Yeah, that's a good good term. Your spider web of travel would be Holly Mead, Forest Lakes, one. I would make it uh, pan I would, tops. I would connect UVA and downtown, and then have the spokes going out from those spots to whatever is closer to them. Yeah. So if you were on one side of the city, maybe you'd come in to, you know, from somewhere to UVA and then take the UVA to downtown and... Your spider web of travel would be coming in from Crozet, maybe with a pick-on point of Ivy, Southside Charlottesville, may even consider Scottsville, Pantops, Hollymead, Forest Lakes, and then you just get them off the roads and do it that way. I don't know. It's, it's a dream. It's a dream. Evidently, we're closer to that than people think. Philip Dow says, what I see is drone buses flying around town. That's not far away. Wow, drone buses. Drone buses. Flying buses. That's what he says. Wow. Van- Vanessa Parkhill says, maybe UVA provides more or better transportation for their employees. A route from Crozet 29 North and Pantop should be helpful to alleviate the traffic. Yeah, I mean, you're, good comment right there from uh, Vanessa. Your, your traffic throttles, what are your traffic throttles? 29, Pantops, and Crozet are your traffic throttles in this area. I think a lot of the problem is the poor city planning. And this obviously goes way back. Um, Definitely. I mean, there are so many choke points. Like, I, Savannah had amazing. Talking Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, Savannah, Georgia had amazing. You love that spot. Uh, what would you moveability? I mean, all of it is north, south, east, west. So if somebody's if somebody's driving super slow in on one street, you just go a couple streets over and you're heading in the same direction. Um, and there was there were very few points where you, you literally had to to get on one street to get where you're going. But um, I don't know that there's much that you can do about the insanity in Charlottesville. How far are we from the uh, Doc Brown flying DeLoreans and hoverboards? When you watch Back to the Future, did you love Back to the Future? Did you watch in the movie theater? Yeah. I loved it, right? Yeah. It was an amazing movie, right? I remember, I think I saw all, all the movies in the theater. I saw all three of them in the movie theater as well. Didn't you think by now we would have that? Well, for a while. I mean, the like, hoverboard? They almost had hoverboards like 20 plus years ago. I remember them being in like uh, Toys R Us. Uh, but I don't know that they ever did exactly what you thought they were going to do. I certainly never had the money to buy one myself. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know that we're ever going to have uh, flying cars. Um, Andre Xavier watching the program. He knows a thing or two about transportation. One of the owners of Seville Hop on Tours. Andre, I had a fantastic conversation with Stephen Bernard this morning, and your name came up in the conversation with Stephen. Um, 
Andre says the issue is cultural. Americans value their independence too much. Look at the cat ridership. People want to go when they want and not have to wait for a bus. It would require a change in culture. A lot of truth to that, Andre. Cat ridership, the levels are, I mean, it's a losing endeavor. It does not make money. We subsidize the transportation. Now, the argument is, is this is a public utility, so yeah. it should be something we subsidize. Right. And I get that. But it's nowhere near close to running profitable or in the black. Right. And I don't think raising fares would help it run in the black. I think it would just mean less people ride. So it's just seen as a utility that's needed for a jurisdiction to operate. Mm-hmm. Philip Dow says New Orleans would be a good, good city to study. You can get anywhere in the town using the trolleys. No car needed. I've gone to the Big Easy, to NOLA, and the trolley system is amazing. We got around all throughout our time in New Orleans on the trolleys and never drove whatsoever. I mean, that's one of my favorite things about going to Manhattan. Now, the subways are an adventure by themselves, especially as the day matures into night. My wife refused to ride the subway after midnight, which is understandable. Um, one of the things I like about Chicago, the L... I mean, I when I visited uh, uh, what cities? London. Can you s- Go ahead. I visited London uh, years and years ago when my sister was there for uh, work study, and none of my family could figure out the uh, could figure out the tube, but I got all over the place with it. I just get on. I'd check out the map. I'd stop somewhere like, you know, sharing. you also have a great sense of direction. Yeah, but it's not complicated. It, just they didn't want to put in the time and i'm not you know i'm not trying to say that anything particular about me i just said just wanted to to note that just like you said you got all around uh new orleans uh i checked out all kinds of different places just jumping on the tube and getting off somewhere then uh, walk a little ways find another tube entrance jump back on it's great what is the uh how many cities can you name where you can go to the city and not need a car to get around at all? Hmm. We did that in New Orleans with the trolley system. You can definitely do that in Manhattan. We've done that in Chicago. And, and calling a taxi or an Uber, that's, I'm talking no automobile transpo. You're talking about getting from one place to the other and for the basics. Because... Um, Savannah, Georgia was mostly like that, but then, but then there was the the more like business district, getting out to where the malls were, the you know the big uh, the big cinemas, and you definitely needed a car to to get out there. But if you're just walking around downtown Savannah, you can get to pretty much anything you need. You got restaurants, you got bars, you got shopping, you got uh, you know everything from small. Uh, markets like the Market Street Market to uh, to bigger supermarkets, all within walking distance. But you can't get to everything. Couldn't go see a movie without a car or without getting on uh, public transportation. So that doesn't count, then. Okay. Well, I that, I, I, I just want to make that clarification that uh, like I would say you can get anywhere. Ginny, who welcome to the broadcast. It's going to be exciting to have you on the talk show next week. I believe is that Wednesday. Yep. Ginny, who's going to join us? Yeah. 
one of uh, our fantastic viewers and listeners from Twitter. Um, I wouldn't count that then because you can in the Big Easy. Get everywhere? Yeah. On a trolley? Okay. I mean, you... I'm not arguing. I've never been there. I just... You can uh, in Manhattan. I've... Can in Chicago. I mean, especially if you live... Obviously, you're going to need to live in the ur- in, in the city itself. Well, isn't that kind of like Savannah, Georgia? Like, having most everything, you know, downtown? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But right. there's kind of like, uh, you know, the, if you want to go to a car dealership or the mall or, or the cinema... You've got a, you're gonna, you can't, you're not gonna walk there, at least not from downtown. What are the other ones that we're missing? I d- depends on the city, and it depends on what you define as a city. Like Los Angeles, uh, I used to live in Northridge. My sisters and I used to get all around Northridge. But if you just consider Northridge a, uh, a neighborhood in the greater Los Angeles area, well, there's no way you can walk all of Los Angeles. That city's a cluster. I'm trying to throw shade. I know Los Angeles is near and dear to your heart. My brother lives in L.A. That is a cluster. I know. I've driven there recently. Oh. He likes it. They like it. I I love it. You love it? God, there's something about it. Uh, you know, it's part of my uh, part DNA. Of up, part of growing up for me. Uh, I don't know that I'd want to live there right now. But uh, Philip Dow says Seattle is one hmm. that would count. Thank you, Philip. Vanessa says, "Look, the University of Virginia is the largest employer in the area. They need to be thinking about transportation ideas like this and be there at the table." Yeah, totally agree with that. I mean, if they're not going to do pilot, maybe you consider them jumping in the board with some kind of other value proposition or value add-ons to the community. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if they don't want to do pilot where it's a cash contribution to the payment in lieu of taxes for all the real estate they own, maybe you say, look, make the transportation better and use it as a case study so you can advance your UVA brand and your image while also... Um, offering uh, better transportation for your employees that yeah. live all over central Virginia, a hiring incentive or a perk to work for us. And furthermore, they could utilize this as a, uh, as a way to uh, maybe even expand student body. If they can't do it at UVA proper, they can have dormitories or a satellite campus, satellite grounds. Like, say, UVA Wise. UVA Wise is not close to UVA as we know it, mm-hmm. but if it's connected with a gondola or a proper transportation then it would be more seamless or more infused to the primary campus, the primary grounds. Yeah. I don't know how we got on the gondola here, but it seems to be resonating with the viewers and listeners. Um, What's fair free speech, do you think? Tuesday, Glenn Youngkin, the governor, and almost every president of colleges and universities in the Commonwealth, they were in Charlottesville at UVA to talk about this. Yeah. This is such a fine line here because you know I'm a small government guy. Less is more when it comes to government for me. Lean somewhere in the libertarian circle, not fully libertarian, but have libertarian appreciation for certain concepts of what libertarian stands for. But it's just gone too far. You're saying free speech is gone too far? It's gone too far. 
It's gone too far on college grounds and campuses, especially when it comes to influential colleges, influential professors, and the influence that they have over their students. I mean, some professors championing or emboldening the efforts of Hamas, that's too far. It's free speech. I mean, I certainly don't agree with it, but uh, it's free speech. Um, and I know what you're talking. I, under, I understand what you're talking about. It's like these uh, nut jobs who are nut jobs, huh? Well, I'm talking about the nut jobs that that uh, are disrupting uh, city council meeting meetings via Zoom. Right uh, there, you go. Go down that road. I mean, I, it's it's a it's a tough discussion, but I I do believe in free speech. I think. A, a larger problem in my mind is is people getting outraged over over what someone says rather than providing a, a succinct rebuttal i mean part of part of the discussion about free speech is the uh, the exchange of ideas and the discussion of these topics and I certainly think that universities should be a place where you can be free to say what you think. That doesn't mean somebody's not going to come up and punch you in the nose for saying it. But hopefully, rather than getting punched in the nose, you'll have someone who, you know, if, you're, if what you're saying is stupid, somebody will come along and say something better and people will listen to that. Uh, you don't just shut down someone saying something that you don't like. You provide an alternative, and hopefully people hear both sides and can choose the one that resonates the best with them. Mm. You have, at some Ivy League schools, trucks with digital monitors driving through campuses, identifying or doxing the students and professors that voice their support for Hamas. Did you see that? No. You have some professors giving extra credit to students who voice or outline their support for Hamas in class or through tests. Would that... <clears throat> that sounds like teachers being against voice and that kind of thing. Um, or pushing their personal agendas. Yeah. Either way... Um, I think one thing we have to remember is that freedom of speech is is there to prevent the government from from taking sh control, shutting someone down. Yeah, taking it control. It doesn't mean that you can walk into a you know. It doesn't mean that you can walk around saying what you, whatever you want and not expect there to be consequences. But hopefully, if <clears throat> if you're uh, if you're expressing your beliefs, if you're saying the things that you're saying. Uh, in a genuine manner, and not just trying to be, uh, <clears throat> not just trying to be. What do you? This is called. A, do what do you call them? A, a D whistle? Is that what's the phrase you like to use on the show? Did Did I use a word? You like use that? something. You like a phrase like similar to that. <laughs> D whistle. I mean, I'm abbreviating what the mm, D stands for. I don't for. remember saying anything like that, but uh, yeah, I mean, a jerk. People, you say jerk. You know, you've got people walking around with 
you know, with with signs that are clearly meant to be uh, divisive. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> at some point, you have to say, "Look, you're not <clears throat> you're not saying this. You're not doing this. You're not uh, the uh, the things that you're that you're presenting are not being done in good faith." Uh, but that being said, someone is still allowed to do those things, and hopefully, you'll you know. I would prefer there to be. Uh, I would prefer someone to come, you know, to come out and and argue against those. Uh, what we, I think, what we need is more robust balance. Arg- yeah, ro- more robust argument, so that people can hear both sides, rather than, as I said before, this outrage and a desire to silence people that uh, you disagree with. So let's, I'll ask you a very pointed question before we go to the next topic. If you're a University of Virginia employee or professor and you utilize your platform or position as an employee of UVA, a professor at UVA, to, in vocal fashion, support Hamas and what Hamas was doing in terroristic attacks in Israel, should you face accountability, repercussions, or punishment? I'm inclined to say no. What I would prefer is that wow. what I would prefer is the school provides a uh, a place and uh, the ability for opposing views to be heard. So that yeah, if a teacher wants to espouse those views, fine. Students, I mean, you know, sadly, I think a lot of students are probably. Uh, in line with those types of comments, uh, but I'm sure there are... I don't think a lot are. I think some are. Yeah. I don't want to use a lot. Okay, that's fair. I think uh, some. What I would like is... I would hope that when I was in school there, I would have been able to see, hey, this is not what I believe in, or this is not right. Yeah, and what I would like, what I would, pre- what I would prefer to uh, just straight up shutting them down, firing them, uh, silencing them. So you say no to accountability or punishment? I would rather have an open forum where opposing views can be heard so that people can make their own decisions. Fine line. Derek Bond, what's up, buddy? Thank you for watching the show. I come from... I come from a long line of I know you do. of Jews I know on you my do. dad's side, so I have no particular love for Nazis. I know, or neo-Nazis, or whatever uh, white supreme, whatever you want to call them. But at the same time, I if they want to say those things, then they can say them. And hopefully, says, somebody will. Hopefully, somebody will counter them, and. Those of us with minds can make our own minds up. Ginny Hu says, hate speech is free speech. Calling for genocide while legal to say should be called out. And freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. Yeah. Right. Right. Here's the last question. If you're a tenured UVA professor, tenured essentially means you're not going to get fired. Right. If you're a tenured UVA professor and you use your tenured UVA professor platform to support Hamas, Nazis, racists, my standpoint, there should be consequences and accountability. That's fair. 
that is the line that is surpassed where free speech becomes hate speech, which becomes divisive, which leads to worse outcomes. My only problem, especially with an impressionable, impressionable minds that listen to you and follow you. Yeah, I, I mean, the, I don't necessarily disagree. The problem is who gets to decide. Like, that's that's my big issue. Once you once you go down that road, it's it becomes well, who decides? So what if uh, what if? And that's what they were trying to determine on Tuesday here at UVA. You had. Uh, 17 of the 23 leaders of private institutions in the Commonwealth and almost every president of public colleges in UVA in the Commonwealth on grounds at UVA on Tuesday with Governor Glenn Youngkin. Mm-hmm. That's what they were trying to figure out. That's what they're discussing. I don't know if That's what they were discussing out. with a, with a um, plan of trying to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, like, what if a school decides that... Uh, that uh, Espousing white supremacist views is bad, but espousing uh, pro-Hamas views is okay. Uh, I think you're nitpicking there. I'm, no, I'm saying that... Uh, no, I see what you're saying. You're saying... Eventually, somebody is going to say, well, we don't mind that. We don't mind that version of it. Maybe they, maybe they couch it under... Under a different, you know, maybe they say, "Oh, it's not, uh, uh, it's not anti-Israel. It's it's pro-Palestine." I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, I'm not trying to. I think you are, though. No, I'm just saying. Where do you, where do you wait, wait, where do you draw the line? What do I call it that you do? Nitpick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do too, but. Uh, Okay, I mean... Being a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian there? I can just see problems down the road with... Uh, I, I see it. I see it. But we just had a city council ban Zoom comments during public meetings because people yeah. were utilizing public commentary for Nazi rhetoric. So city council just shut it down. Yeah. When does that become what a public university does? Just say, no, you can't do this anymore. I don't know. Two other things, and we'll get out of here. Basketball Saturday, Syracuse. You got two local boys coming to the John Paul Jones Arena from Syracuse. Grew up in Central Virginia. One of them, Buster Taylor's kid. Buster Taylor, a noteworthy name in this town, is the owner of Riverside. Um... I asked the question, how good is this UVA men's basketball team? They look pretty pitiful against Wisconsin, but they look like world beaters against Texas A&M. Texas A&M was a top 15 team. Saturday, we get a Syracuse team in the John Paul Jones Arena that's pretty good in the ACC opener. So we'll get a feel of how good this Virginia men's basketball team on national TV, ESPN2, 12 o'clock tip-off. And this team is not a healthy, 100% healthy. Reese Beekman is not 100% healthy. We saw that. He doesn't have the explosiveness he's had with a knee injury. The Harris, the kid who transferred from Georgetown, was on crutches. He's got with an ankle injury. 
your best basketball player on this team is looking like Ryan Dunn, especially on both sides of the ball. How good is this team? Well, you got Syracuse, then you got a couple of cupcakes in North Carolina Central and Northeastern, then you got Memphis, Morgan State, Notre Dame, and Louisville. Here's how it closes 2023, UVA. The next five games, six games in the season. Syracuse Saturday, North Carolina Central University, John Paul Jones, Northeastern John Paul Jones, goes to Memphis in Memphis, Morgan State, and at Notre Dame to close the season. Close 2023, excuse me. That Notre Dame, when you, when you finish 2023 at Notre Dame, you're going to have a good little sample size to see who your starting lineup is, who your key players are, and what the upside of this program is. I think the upside is pretty bright. I think it's pretty bright. This team is deep. Let's just make sure they get healthy. It's Friday. We're off. We're working on a new show concept for the I Love Seville Network. Details to come. Um, we have representation from the Lewis Mountain neighborhood on the talk show in December. One of their key players within their HOA to talk about that UVA, that uh, apartment uh, building being built on the old Truist location by an out-of-market developer. We got Ginny Hu next week gracing us. Thank you, Ginny, with her presence on the talk show, her first um, appearance on the I Love Seville show. She's a Twitter superstar. We're working hard. We're trying to bring you uh, stories that matter and, you know, source those stories, whether it's you guys or us. And we just want to be the water cooler of information. Job well done for you, Judah. Thank you. Um, it's the Friday edition of the I Love Seville show. My friends, thank you for joining us. Take care.